I'd like to welcome everybody to another edition of Coach Starnes Raw. Thank y'all for uh, for joining this podcast and and you know we're looking at this is a big week for us here at All Saints. This is Homecoming Week. Uh, homecoming Week is is real special for us, uh, and we do a good job of celebrating it all week, and then it culminates on Friday with with a great parade. Uh, you know, it just brings a lot of school spirit to our school. And we're, and we're just really looking forward to it. It's a great experience for these for these young men to be a, about a part of something so special, and so and it's really cool that it's the last week of the year, and and so we're really looking forward to this Friday night. So we're playing Dallas Shelton this Friday night at at our place at seven o'clock. Uh, it'll be there'll be great festivities all day, pregame, during the game, after the game with a great fireworks display. It, it, it's a lot of fun, and and I'm. And we're just looking forward to the the opportunity to play a, a solid Dallas Shelton team that has had some struggles this year. It has some has some big wins, but uh, but overall, we're looking for a tough contest Friday night. I think we need to again. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing, keep focusing on the process, and and, and our young players getting better. And and we also want to send our seniors out right. We want to we want to send them out with a win Friday night. That would that would be great. A good senior class that deserves it. And so that's what we're focused on this week. We're focused on putting together a game plan in all three aspects of the game so that so that we can give these seniors the best chance to be successful on Friday night and send them out right. Um, you know, last week we had a tough game against our rival Gorman on Saturday. It was it was a tight game and and we were right there in it and and Gorman was just able to pull away from us in the fourth quarter. And so, you know, that was a, that was a heartbreaker, but but I have faith in these young men and and in our staff that we were going to be able to overcome that, get refocused for a big game this Friday night. And so, uh, you know, looking forward to that and looking forward to the opportunity, again, just to play in a, in a homecoming game. It's special for everyone. All right, well, college football, we had some big games last week. And, you know, I didn't get to watch every game because we played on Saturday this past week, which is not normal. But uh, so I missed some of the early games, but got to see some of the late games and, and really enjoyed watching those. You know, and I know I, I kind of I talked last week about key matchups this week. And so, you know, going into, you know, the Baylor-Texas game, a local one, let's kind of see, can Texas hold on? And and so, you know, last week, that was a, that was a game that, that, again, you know, Texas, Texas had the lead in. Texas was up, you know, at one point, 21 to 10 in the third quarter, but they just can't hold on. And so, what you know, what that shows me is, yes, they they struggle on the defensive side of the ball. That's, that's, that's documented. But also, they, they don't know how to win. They don't know how to win big games yet. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that it's not a knock on anything. That's just something that comes with experience and with being comfortable with a new staff. And I think – Coach Sark and his staff will eventually get there. They're just not there yet. They've lost so many tight games down the stretch again because they have defensive issues, but also because I just don't. They just don't have it yet. They don't. They haven't learned how to win those games yet. And in a you know in, in a conference where they're in every game, that that will come. And so that's just my take on that. And, and that was a big win for Baylor. Great win for Coach Aranda and his staff. I mean, they're they're right there. And I mean, what going they were 16th this week. Uh, 
that's a big that's that's a big win for that program. You know, their their only loss being a tough game to Oklahoma State, and so I'm really kind of eyeballing. It's not this week. This week they play TCU. You know who lost to K-State last week, and Coach Patterson, that Coach Patterson era is now over, which I was very surprised. I mean, Coach Patterson, just to me, when is synonymous with TCU. He's been there so long. He's helped put that program on the map. And so I know I know, you know programs go through ebbs and flows, but, man, he's done such a great job at TCU. I hate to see him step down because I've really admired the job he's done there. But, uh, but, you know, that program is going to kind of undergo a change now. But but that's who Baylor has this week. But the next week on November 13th, I'm really eyeing that game with Oklahoma because Baylor is a team that plays good defense, and Baylor can beat Oklahoma, depending on what Oklahoma team shows up. And so I think that's not just a, a big game for the Big 12, but that's a huge game in the – Final Four, the college football playoff scene, which I know those rankings are coming out today, tonight at 6 p.m. So we're going to talk about that at the, in a little bit. But, you know, moving out of the away from the Big 12, you know, the Big 10 had some big matchups that we talked about. You know, first and foremost being Michigan and Michigan State. And I don't know what it is about Michigan, but they just can't can't seem to get over that hump like like they're expecting them to like the Michigan fan base the what the the maize and blue they're what they're expecting them to do and you know Michigan State gets down early and coach Tucker and his staff and 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 they rally and come back with a huge win over their rival Michigan and Michigan State Michigan State's rolling Michigan State looks very good in every aspect of the game. They are solid in every aspect of the game. And that comeback on Saturday shows they have the offense to win big football games. And so that's going to be, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in that college football playoffs. Are they going to be in the top four this week? We'll see tonight. On that note, on offense, we talk, I talked a lot, well, I think it was last week or the week before, about Iowa. Iowa plays great defense. Iowa's always going to be a solid football team. Iowa's offense is not good enough to win week in and week out. In the way football is played now, Iowa's offense is not good enough to win consistently. And what I mean consistent, they're good enough to win consistently. Let me rephrase that. They're not good enough to beat the other top teams consistently. They're going to win consistently because they play great defense and they're a well-coached football team. Even on offense, they're a well-coached football team. They're not explosive enough offensively to win those big games consistently. And we saw that at Wisconsin, 27-7. to Another anemic offensive performance for Iowa, which again has thrust them, you know, they were in the number nine slot and lose to an unranked Wisconsin team. Who's a good Wisconsin? It's a solid Wisconsin team, just like Iowa. But again, Iowa cannot overcome their offensive woes. And so it's really looking like a two-horse race because of Ohio State's victory. Now, Ohio State-Penn State was interesting. Many had Ohio State blowing Penn State out. I believe the spread ended up at, what, 18 and a half, somewhere around there. And that game was a lot closer than even the score showed. Penn State was right there with them until the very end. And this is the Penn State team that's, that struggled as well. But it shows Ohio State is not as good as they're, as they're publicized 
as they're touted. And so I'm very anxious to see who emerges from that Big Ten as the Big Ten champ this year. Is it going to be Iowa State or is it going to be Michigan State? I don't know. We'll see. Or is it going to be someone else? And again, that's going to play a key role in the Final Four as well. I know we talked about that last week. Cincinnati is throwing a big kink and everything. So, you know, moving forward. But that Ohio State, that was a big win against Penn State. But it was at home against a struggling Penn State team, and they struggled to, put, to beat Penn State on Saturday. And then Auburn, Auburn, Ole Miss. Auburn, Ole Miss. I know Corral went down early with an injury and came back, and, and, and I always appreciate that. Kids, that, these athletes that come back and play through, through injuries. And, and, and he did that on Saturday, but Auburn does, Auburn's doing an outstanding job. And they're a, they're a very, very good football team. And so they have a huge matchup this week in College Station that I will be fortunate enough to be in attendance at, and I'm really looking forward to that. That game right there, Auburn and Texas A&M, is going to be a pivotal matchup in the SEC because Auburn is a team that can beat Alabama. I'm not saying they will beat Alabama. I'm saying they can beat Alabama. And so now you're looking at a situation where you have a one-loss Auburn team, or is there, it might be two losses now, but you have an Auburn team that's coming into College Station. No, two-loss, sorry, two-loss Auburn team coming into College Station to play a two-loss A&M team. They're, they have one loss in the SEC is what I was saying. And so both teams... You know, A&M has two losses in the SEC. Auburn has one loss in the SEC. If A&M can beat Auburn and then Auburn can beat Alabama, then you're looking at, uh uh-oh, this is going to get interesting. Then A&M could be in the SEC championship. Or Auburn beats A&M and then Auburn beats Alabama. Auburn could be in the SEC championship. So I think you have three teams right here vying for that spot in the SEC championship with a chance to play Georgia. And maybe sneak into a college football playoff, but that's an extremely long, that's an extreme long shot. But anything can happen. So this is a pivotal game in the SEC this week. Auburn, Texas AM. And I'm really looking forward to that matchup. That's going to be a great matchup. Now, the other big the other big SEC game this past weekend was Mississippi State and Kentucky, and I'm not gonna lie. As a, now, I I think it's well documented that I am a huge Mike Leach, Mike Leach fan. I love what he does with the air raid offense. I love what the air raid offense is because I'm an option guy. I think the air raid again is the option through the air, and I love the way he runs his offense. I and and, and first and foremost is just his character, his persona is 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 hilarious. I I I, I like Mike Leach. And 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 I was surprised this this past Saturday. I did I I thought it would be a close game. I did not know. I did not see them handling Kentucky the way they did. I know that they're good, and I I think Mississippi State is good. And I but I think Kentucky's good. I think Stoops has done an outstanding job at a basketball school building a football power in Kentucky. I think Kentucky has become a very good football team, but. You either stop the air raid or the air raid eats you up. It's the same as if you play the option. You either know how to stop it and you shut it down or you can't stop it at all. 
there's very few times it's an in-between. And I look, I'm looking at Will Rogers' numbers, and he was 36 of 39. 36 of 39. That, under the definition, is great proficiency in the pass game. And Will Rogers exhibited that on Saturday. And Mississippi State offense just ate Kentucky alive. And Mississippi State is good enough on defense. They have an SEC defense. Listen, this is not a team that does that does not play defense and just likes to play offense. No, they control the ball, but they do it through the air. I mean, 36 of 39, that is controlling the football game. So they controlled the game, and they did it through the air, and they turned Kentucky over. Kentucky got lost because they turned the football over. You cannot turn the ball over four times when your opposition doesn't turn the ball over at all and expect to win a football game. And that's what happened to Kentucky on Saturday. But that was a pivotal matchup in the SEC. And so now you have a Mississippi State school team that has lost to Alabama and lost to LSU, but also sits with two losses and still has their, you know, it's still in their hands. They have to play, they get to play Ole Miss, Auburn, and, and Arkansas. But uh, but that was a fun game to watch. I got to watch that game. That was that was an entertaining game to watch. Uh, so let's talk about the big the big night tonight in in college football. So this is the first first time they're going to release the college football rankings, and this is significant because you know all the pomp and circumstance around it. They're going to have a release show where they all talk about it and talk about you know give their opinions. But what it's going to come down to is, is Cincy going to get in? That's And, and, and they, they might be in right now, but is Cincinnati, is this going to be the first time a group of five school gets in the top four? Because we know who the best team in the country is, and I think it is absolutely hands down Georgia. Georgia is the best football team in the country. After that, who's going to be two, three, and four? That's the question. Does Oklahoma deserve to be in that conversation? Are they going to be in the top four? Is Michigan State going to be in the top four? Well, if we're just looking at, you know, records, if we're just looking at the undefeateds, of course Michigan State's 8-0. Cincinnati's 8-0. Oklahoma's 9-0. That's the, that's the obvious choices, right? You have Georgia, Cincy, Oklahoma, and Michigan State. That's the ones I would go with. There's no argument there. They're undefeated. Minus Cincinnati, they're all in Power 5 conferences. You have your SEC representative, your Big 12 representative, and your Big 10 representative right now. I think that's, that's to me, that's a no-brainer. That's, that's the safest route to go right now with the top four. Yes, Ohio State could be six, and probably Alabama would be five. That would be my top four. If I had to pick it, I would go Georgia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Michigan State. Or Georgia, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, Michigan State. That would be my top four. That's what my bet is. That's what I think it should be right now because, again, all four of them have yet to lose. And so those are my top four. After that, I would just go Bama with one loss to a tough loss at AM. I would put Ohio State sixth because they lost at home. To Oklahoma, to a to a solid Oregon team, but an Oregon team that shows that's also shown a lot of holes. Okay, yes, Oregon's seven and one two, and they're going to creep back in there. They'll probably be number seven. But they beat Ohio State at Ohio State, 
And then Ohio State was less than impressive this weekend at Penn State. So I think I think Bama's number five, waiting for somebody to make a mistake, and they're going to get their sh- and, and hoping to get their shot at Georgia in the SEC championship. That's Bama's route. Bama's Bama's route is still in their hands to me. Bama still is the one outside that still controls its destiny, and maybe Ohio State to some extent. So, those are my top my top seven would be Georgia. Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Michigan State, Bama, uh, Ohio State, and then Oregon. That's what I'm looking for tonight. It'll be interesting to see what they come out with, but I th- again, I think it's that's the that's the best way they can go right now, and they need to let the chips fall because you know, let's let let's let it play out, right? Let's let Ohio State, Michigan play out. Ohio State plays Michigan, or I mean Michigan State on the 20th, and they play Michigan on the 27th, and then after that, they'll have the Big Ten Championship. So they'll have a chance to earn their way in as well. But I still think the only one outside that controls its destiny is Alabama. Because I think, let's say Ohio State beats Michigan State. If Ohio State beats Michigan State, yes, and wins out, okay, what if Bama goes out, wins out, and beats Georgia? Are you going to put Ohio State in the top five other instead of Georgia or Bama? That's assuming Cincinnati and Oklahoma went out. I don't think you do. I think Ohio State's out if that if that scenario takes place. Now, if Georgia beats Bama in the SEC championship, then Ohio State goes in. So Ohio State, to some extent, controls its destiny. But I still think there's a way Ohio State can win out and not be in the top four. Sorry, Ohio fans. Ohio State fans. But I still think there's a way. I think the top four control their destiny in my rankings, and I think Bama also controls their destiny because they have that they have that that chance to play Georgia in the SEC championship. And so again, that's my take on on college football. I'd be real interested and we'll talk next week. Next week, since this is our last week, I'll kind of give a recap on the season. But then next week we'll talk a lot more about NCAA football and NFL. Moving on to the NFL. This was an interesting week in the NFL. You know, you had the Cowboys win a big matchup with the Minnesota Vikings, right? With uh, with, with Cooper Rush as the as the quarterback, who threw for three twenty five. He threw for three twenty five and two touchdowns. Which again, I, I, what what it shows me is, and I'm not taking anything away from Dak. I think Dak's playing great. I think the Cowboys have a elite level offense, and I've said that over and over again. The Cowboys have an elite-level offense. Are they an elite team? I do not put them in the category of the Packers, the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Bucks. I still do not put them there until they can prove it. And now they, they'll have a chance. I'm sure they'll they'll have a chance to prove it. But until they until they prove it, I'm not going to put them in those in that elite category. You know, the, the tough thing is they don't play any of those teams. So you look at their schedule coming up. They have Denver, Atlanta, Kansas City, Vegas, New Orleans, who had a big win over the Bucks this past weekend, but James, lost Jameis Winston to an ACL injury. Washington, New York, Washington, Arizona, and Philly. So they get one chance to play one of those teams. They're going to play Arizona. And so the Cowboys are going to roll. Cowboys have a chance to... To have an, to maybe be one of the top two seeds 
because of their schedule. They have one of the weaker schedules. It has become one of the weaker schedules in the NFL. And so I can foresee them being a top seed, but I still think they're going to have a difficult time winning a game against the Packers, the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Buccaneers. I still believe that. But they're playing well, and they're winning the games they're supposed to win. And that says a lot. They have an elite-level offense. An elite level. And we saw that even with Cooper Rush when they came back and beat the Vikings on Sunday. Saints win over the Bucks was was interesting. It, it comes down to this. The Saints are hard to play in New Orleans. It is very difficult to play the Saints in New Orleans. That, that will never change. That's a tough place to play and, and will always be a tough place to play. But losing Jameis Winston was tough. That's that's a that's a difficult situation, especially you know when when Simeon comes in. Simeon came in and did a good job, but but that's that's going to be a tough that's going to be a tough injury for the Saints to overcome. I know Taysom Hill's been out as well, and so I know they'll get him back eventually. But uh, but that'll be interesting to see how they recover from that. But that's a big win for the Saints. It's a big win for the Saints, and it shows. That they are the team that that gives the Bucks probably the most trouble right now, and there's always teams that give even elite teams trouble, and the Saints are that are that for the Buccaneers. <clears throat> Another key, an AFC matchup this time was Tennessee and the Colts, in that in that AFC South, because it's those two and everybody else in the AFC South because the Texans and Jacksonville Jaguars are abysmal, and of course being a Texans fan, it's just very difficult to watch every week. But still your team. You got to root for them. But they're they're very tough to watch. Uh, but that was a big win for the Titans in overtime because now that puts them at six and two and the Colts are now at three and five with the tiebreaker over the Colts. That's gonna be tough to overcome. But the Titans were dealt a severe blow with Derrick Henry going out and with a leg injury. So Derrick Henry is out. And that's going to be a significant blow for the Titans. So I don't know. We'll see if the Colts can crawl their way back into the AFC South picture. I mean, they're sitting at three and five right now, but they're struggling as well. Is Carson Wentz the guy? I'm really starting to question that in the in Indianapolis. That's a big question. Because that was a bad interception he threw in overtime that cost him the game Saturday Sunday. Jets, Jets, Bengals. Now let's look at this game. Of course, the, in the NFL, anybody can win on any. It's it, just like the movie, any given Sunday. In, in, on any given Sunday, any team can win because again, the talent discrepancy is so narrow. The Jets upset the Bengals. They tried to give it away. If you watched the game and you saw in the fourth quarter the play calling guys running out of bounds when they're trying to run their, I guess you say two minute offense or not two minute offense, their four minute offense. You know the. Let's try to run the clock out, and the guy runs out of bounds on first down. The running back does. That's that's not good game management, clock management, and and, and coach coach was not happy with that. Coach Sala was not happy with that. But anyways, they they ended up making the plays. Bengals had, I believe, a big penalty. Uh, and there you go, first down, and game was over. The Jets had, with the big upset over the Bengals. It's a great win. Great win, but why were they able to beat the Bengals? A lot of experts say the Bengals were looking forward to their week, 
their next matchup with the Browns and that they just overlooked the Jets. And that happens too in the NFL. Sometimes it works, sometimes it matters, sometimes it doesn't. You know, like, like for example, the Texans. The Rams obviously did not overlook the Texans this past weekend. <laughs> but often you play these teams that are 1-6, and 1-7, and 0-8, oh and, and you overlook them. You're looking forward to the next week, and you're not mentally prepared to play that team. You have to be mentally prepared week in and week out in the NFL to win football games. You cannot look past teams in the NFL because they're all good enough to beat you. They are all talented enough to beat you. It doesn't matter who they are. It could be the 0-8. It could be the 0-8 Tigers. I just said Tigers. Detroit Tigers. Detroit Lions. It could be the 0-8 Lions. They can beat you on any given Sunday. You have to be focused and keyed in to win on every Sunday. And the Bengals were not that this week. Maybe they were looking forward to the Browns. Maybe not. But they were not focused to beat the Jets on Sunday. And the Jets won. Packers over the Cardinals on Thursday night. Now, let's look at this. The Thursday night games, everybody's talked about it. They have it because it generates so much revenue and it because of the TV contract. Yes, everybody watches. This was in a rare good Thursday night game between Aaron Rodgers and the Cardinals, right? So, it was in it and it was a game that lived up to the hype. But there were so many players that were not able to play in this contest because of injury, because of COVID, because of other other reasons. Yes, we got the matchup between Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers that we wanted to see. Absolutely, and it was. It was everything that was cracked up to be. It was a good Thursday night football game. As good a Thursday night football game as you can probably get. But it's still too short of a time for these NFL players to recover from a week before. That is not enough time for their bodies to recover. You just can't. You cannot recover that fast from a football game and be ready to play that fast. It is very difficult. I think it lends itself to more injuries. It's just it's something that the NFL has to evaluate and has to look at. I understand the TV contract, but it's something they have to they really have to evaluate because Thursday night games are very rough on these NFL players. And it shows in the performances. And then my team of the week. I talked about it last week. I said, watch out for the Patriots. Watch out for the Patriots. Watch out for the Patriots. They have Mac, They drafted a quarterback that fits what they want to do. Mac Jones, a rookie quarterback that fits what they want to do on offense. And they've gotten better every week. They have the best coaching staff maybe in the history of the NFL. And now they're back in it. They had a big win over a Chargers team this week. And they are looking like a team that is going to be reckoned that has to be reckoned with in the, in the AFC. In an AFC that to me is a toss up. Derrick Henry's out for the Titans. The Bills are showing some signs of weaknesses at five and two. The NFL, I think the AFC, we've talked about the top four teams in the NFC. And the Cowboys are going to be right there at five because of their schedule. They're going to be right there with them. The AFC is up for grabs. And the Patriots are getting better. And I still think they're the best coach team in the NFL. And now they have a quarterback that fits their system. Watch out for the Patriots. Watch out for the Patriots. All right, so now moving to this week. You know, some big matchups. And, and, and an interesting matchup, Browns-Bengals. Let's look at that. What do you do in the what do you do in Cleveland? Are you going to stay with Baker Mayfield? Or are you going to go with Case Keenum? They're the same player. 
They had the same tools, and I've heard, you know, Colin Cowherd has refer- referenced this over and over again. When, when, and he said it perfectly. When Baker Mayfield came into the league, he's not a, he's not an elite player. He's not a, you know, a Tony Romo. He's not an elite passer. He is Case Keenum. He might be a little slightly better version of Case Keenum, but he's injured right now. Who's better, him or Case Keenum? I don't know. Is it Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum? They're the same player. He hit that one on the. He hit that nail on the head. So. That's a big matchup this week in the AFC North. Browns Bengals. Very looking forward to that one because they lost a tough game with Mayfield starting to the Steelers. And the Steelers. And hey, I think my speaking of hey, I want to say this too. I think, you know, I think you know, just because of his pedigree and what he's done over the over the course of his career, I think Belichick's the best coach ever to coach in the NFL. I think might be the second best coach in the NFL right now is Mike Tomlin. I think Mike Tomlin, I don't think he's ever had a losing season. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think he's ever had a losing season in Pittsburgh. He does an outstanding job, an unbelievable job. Might be his second-best coach in the NFL, Mike Tomlin. I don't want to rank coaches because I think all of them, I mean, they've, they've gotten there where they're at for a reason. But I think, I think Mike Tomlin's special. I think he does an exceptional job in Pittsburgh. And they beat, that was a huge win over the Browns this past Sunday. And now they're sitting with a winning winning record. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the AFC North. So Pats, Panthers. I want to see how the Patriots respond playing the Panthers this week. I'm telling you, they're getting better every week. Big matchup this week between Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs slipped out of a Monday night game with the Giants. Slipped out. The Chiefs do not, they are not the same Chiefs. And it has happened week in and week out right now. And they are not the same Chiefs. I've, t- I've told you over and over again why I think that is. And it's just become they're turning the football over too much. It's, it's become they look like they've lost their confidence. They've lost their edge. And so I'm very interested to see how they play against the Packers this week. That's going to be a pivotal matchup for the Chiefs and for the Packers. Coming off when the Packers have extra time coming off that Thursday big win over the Cardinals. And then Titans. How, what are, the, how are the Titans going to look after losing – Excuse me. How are the Titans going to look after losing Derrick Henry? And they're playing a big game against the Rams in L.A. That's going to be a tough task. That's going to be a tough ask for the Titans. So I'm interested to see. Those are my key matchups this week. So, all right. That 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 does it for this edition of Coach Starnes Raw. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. And again, hopefully next week, you know, it'll be we're going to spend probably more time on NCAA football and NFL and just football in general. So, hey, again, enjoyed it. Go Trojans.